We begin today the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Chof Zayin Amit Beis, where it says Mosiv Rav Gana. Four lines from the bottom of the page. So this is the middle of the sugi here. The Gemara began speaking about the subject of whether Ovid Inish Dina Lenafshei can a person take care of matters on his own if uh, there's a halacha psaktin that he knows that this is the halacha. Can he just pass him for himself and take action? Or no, he has to go to a Bezdin and Bezdin has to pass him for him. So what the Gemara had explained was, in a case where someone's stealing from you and there's going to be a, a loss, an immediate loss, and you can't wait to go to the Bezdin, nobody argues you can take action on your own to stop a Ganev, for example. But in a situation where there's no loss and you could wait and you could go to a Bezdin and, you, and you're going to get the same result, in such a case, that's the Machloikis. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Nachman, could a person pass in on his own or no? A person has to go to the Bezdin and, and the Bezdin will pass in for him. So here, the next Ahmed of the Gemara will bring rise to, the, to, this, to this discussion. Masiv Rav Kahana, so Rav Kahana asked from the following Braise. Pretty clear Braise that discusses this. Ben Bagba Goime, Ben Bagba says, Al Tikonis Litra Don't go into your friend's courtyard to take what belongs to you, without his permission. So what this is talking about is, you go into your friend's courtyard in a in hiding, in a way that it looks like that you're a Ganev, and you're coming to take what's yours. So don't, don't go inside in such a way. Because then you may appear to be like a Ganev that's coming to take something. Ella, rather instead, go and break his teeth. And make it clear to him. Tell him, I'm here. I'm not, I'm not uh, hiding and coming in. But come, tell him very clearly. So you don't have to actually break his teeth. Rashi says the point of here is, come in and take, with, uh, take openly and directly what belongs to you. So what do you see here? When someone else has something of yours, and it's, it's, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any loss, you'll wait. You can go to the Bezden, and the Bezden will pass him that it belongs to you. So Ben Bagbak says, no, you can go in. And take it. So this is a question on Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda is the one that said that you have to go to the Bezdin. <coughs> so he answered to this Shailah of Rav Kana asked him, Imach, or actually in what, there's two pshat of Rashi. One pshat of Rashi is you say this Imach in a, in a wonder. Imach, meaning is this with you, this, this is a good uh, proof against me. Or Rashi says another way to read it is Imach. If, the, if with you, keep this uh, question you have to yourself, because I don't see this as any question at all. Why? Ben Bagbag, you're bringing him here, Abraise, which is Ben Bagbag speaking. He's a, one individual that had this opinion, but a fligi Rabbanon Aleh. The Rabbanon argue on him and say that you can't take matters into your own hand. You have to go to the Bezden. This is one uh, answer. And then, but the Gemara says another answer, Rabbiana, your others are greatest here, Ravina, Omar, he says, What's the pshat of here in the Braise? My shvaras shinov. What does it mean here when it says that break his teeth? In other words, go in and do what you have to. Bidin. It doesn't mean that you should go in literally and take what you have to. It means break his teeth by slapping him to the bezdin, and there the bezdin will handle him and take care of him. That's what it means. But the Gemara asks, it doesn't fit into the words of what Ben Bagbat said in the Braise. Ihachi. But if so, loy. It says over here, and you should tell him. If you're saying it refers to the Bezdin, so then it should have said, the Bezdin says to him, when it says over here, that you are telling him, I'm taking what's mine, that's, but if it's the Bezdin, it should have said, 
should have said that the Bezdin tells this individual that we paskin and we allow this person to take what belongs to him. So the language of the Braisa does not fit with the second answer here, that it refers to the Bezdin. So the Gemara says kashya. That's a question on the second answer here. Tashama, the Gemara brings a from another Braisa. One ox went on top of another ox. Attacked an ox and it went on top of it. To, to, to kill it. So the owner of the ox that's on the bottom here that's being attacked came along and pulled out his ox from, from uh, what, the one that's on top of it. And what, what happened? And then the ox that's on the top fell down and died. Potter. So even though you pulled out and you took action on your own and you killed the ox that's on the top, you're going to be Potter. So now the Gemara here is going to discuss there could be two possibilities regarding this ox that came to and, and jumped on top of this uh, this ox that was here. Is he a Tam or is he a Muad? This ox is acting wild, the one that uh, jumped on the top. If he's a Tam, then the payment would only be Chatzinezek. If he's a Muad, so then if he kills the ox on the bottom, you're going to get full pay for that. So now this will depend if it's a Tam or a Muad, the action that you took on your own were you allowed to take this action because otherwise you'll, you'll suffer a loss because with the payment you're going to get is only going to be half pay? Or no, if we're talking about a muid, then even if this ox ends up killing your ox, you're going to get paid for the f- full damages for this. Says the Gemara, my love, don't you think the case over here is? Bamuid, the ox that attacked the bottom ox here now is, is a muid. The lack of so even if it ends up killing your ox, there's no loss that you're going to suffer from this because you'll then take the person to Bezdin and you'll get full pay. And nevertheless, what does it say? That if you pull out your ox and you kill the ox on the top, so you took action on your own, took matters into your own hand, so then you're going to be potter for doing this. So you see that you're allowed to take action, you're allowed to take matters into your own hand, even in a case where you're not causing any loss. Says the Gemara, Loi. That's not the case we're talking about. Bitam, we're talking of, about a case where the ox that attacked this ox, ox is, is a tam. They keep saying that if you're not going to take him off and he kills your ox, you're only going to get half a payment. So you will, you will suffer a loss. So in such a case, you're allowed to take action to your own hands. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, look at what it says in the Sefer there of that Braise. If you didn't pull out your ox from the bottom, but rather you went and you pushed the ox that was on the top, you pushed it off directly, and that's how it, it fell down and died, for pushing it directly, for that you'll be chayev. But the question is, what, why should there be a difference if you pulled out your ox that belongs to you, or you pushed it directly? If we're talking about the ox that attacked your ox, is a tam, and now if it ends up causing killing your ox, you're going to suffer a loss. Am I high? Why should there be any difference for this? Either way, you're allowed to take action on your own and, and uh, save your animal. Answers the Gemara, no. Even in a case where, you, where you're going to suffer a loss and therefore you're allowed to take action in your own hands, there still is a difference. You're still not allowed to go directly and push off another person's ox and uh, it could, it could, uh, it's a bigger sakana by doing that, by causing that ox on the top to die. You have to pull out your ox from the bottom and then what happens to the, to the ox that went and attacked on the top happens. Toshima, Gemara brings another eye to the subject. Someone came and filled up your courtyard with jugs of wine and jugs of oil. Walks into your, your court and play, fills it up. Now you have to walk in, walk out, and you, and you have this, all the stuff that are filling the place. 
So the owner here of this property can walk in and out. He can go in, out and break whatever was placed there on his way out. And he can break whatever he wants on the way in. So what do you see from this? That you can, you can break going in, going out. So over here you see not only could he break on his way out. In order for him to be able to get out, he has to be able to break. Otherwise he has a loss, he can't get out. But even coming back in, to go back in, he could also break. So even in a situation where it's not a loss, he's, he's also allowed to break and make a din for himself. So the Gemara says, what does it mean over here? He's breaking and going out in order to go to the Bezden to tell the Bezden about what this person did, that he put his drugs in his, uh, play, in his yard. Or or he has to come back in also for the same purpose. Because he has to bring proof against this person. What had happened over here is, why is this person filling up his, uh, his yard with his drugs? Because this person claims that this yard belongs to him. So he has to go and bring a document to prove that, that this is his property. So he has to be able to go in and out to come to the Bezdin. If you're not going to let him go in and out to go to the Bezdin, then he's going to have a loss. So, it'll be, so in the case where there's a loss, if, if, to be able to break, to go in and out to go to the Bezdin, that he's for sure allowed. Toshima, another day the Gemara tries to bring, Minayin Linirza. How do we know an Evedivri? So what's that loch of an evidiri? He works for six years. If he wants to stay on past six years, so then, so you bore into his ears, and into his ear, and then he's a nirza. He stays on until yovel. So here, this evidiri worked already until yovel. Now shekalu lo yomov. Now after yovel, his days of being an evid are, are over, and he has to go back home. And but this evid got comfortable by his master, and he doesn't want to leave. He has everything good. He's he's eating. He's sleeping. He's living there. And his master is, is begging him to leave. Get out of here. And, and he doesn't want to leave. So what happened? So the person doesn't want to leave your house. He, he took action on his own. And he went and he pushed him or he hurt him to, to, to push him out of the house. And he made, he made a wound. So in such a case, the master that did this is going to be potter. So we learned from a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Talmud Loimar, Loshuv. This is the, the Pasuk that talks about the payment of Kaifer uh, when, when, uh, when someone kills someone else. So there the Pasuk, the simple shot of the Pasuk there is talking about a uh, person that's going to the Ir Miklot. But the Gemara here dashes the Pasuk as follows. Lishov. Do not take Kaifer. There's no payment. You're not going to be Chayef for any damages that you cause. Lishov. What does this mean, Lishov? For a person that wants to come back to you, wants to remain an Evet. That's one pshat Rashi says. This person is like, he, he wants to stay back and you're pushing him out. He's not allowed to stay in your house anymore. It's, uh, he has to leave. You don't, you, don't, uh, you don't have to pay for any damage that you cause him by trying to push him out of your house. Or another pshat Rashi says, Lashav means for this person that's supposed to go back, his din is that he's supposed to go back to his family. Shav al It's the time of Yovel. He's supposed to go home and he doesn't want to leave. In such a case, if you hurt him, pushing him out, you don't have to pay for this. So what do we see here? You learn from this Pasik that a person took his matters in his own hand. The person has to leave his house and doesn't want to leave. And you hurt him. You don't have to pay for this. You don't have to go to Abesdin to force him out. Says the Gemara, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about an Eved that the master wants him out because he's a Ganev. So you can't have him in your house. In such a case, there's, a, there's an immediate loss of having this person in his house. He's going to steal from you. In such a case, you're allowed to take matters into your own hand. 
Frechter Gemara, how could that be what we're talking about over here? Ad Yedna Loi Ganav, until now, this person did, did not steal. This person was, was living over here with you and he was your Eved. And so we assumed that until now he did not steal. Vahashta Ganav, all of a sudden now you're telling me what the Pasik, what this Bryce is talking about is that this person is a Ganav and that's why you're pushing him out. How, how did this happen suddenly that this person became a Ganav? Says the Gemara, yeah, it makes sense. Until now, he was a slave. And therefore, the fear of his master was upon him, so therefore he did not steal. But Hashta, now it's Yevil, and he's really free. So Leslie aims to the Rabbi Ale, he doesn't have the same fear of his master. And not to keep him by you, you're afraid that he's going to steal from you, and that's why he wants to stay. So in such a case, if it's an immediate loss, you're allowed to push him out. Another Peshat Gemara says, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Omar, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak says over here, the reason you're pushing him out is because you want to prevent him from the Iser. Be'eved, Shemosalei Rabbi Shifcha Kananis. We're talking about this Eved Ivri, as long as he's an Eved, so his master can marry him to a Shifcha Kananis, to a non-Jewish uh, maid, and he lives with her, he has children with her. So Adid Nehatayra, until Yoival, as long as he's an Evet. So the Pasik says, he's, he's allowed to be married to this Shifra Kananis. But Vahashti Surah. But now at the moment he's not an Evet anymore, so it's an Isr. So therefore, any Isr, you see another you doing an Isr, you may do whatever it takes to separate him from an Isr. So you're pushing him out of your house to separate him from doing this Isr. Toshima, the Gemara brings another ayah. And here we come back. This is why this whole thing was brought up over here, because we bring the case of the Mishnah in the beginning of the Pedicare. A person placed plays down jugs in the Rishusarabim. Someone else walked here in the Rishusarabim and he stumbled upon it. Vishavar and he broke it. Potter. We'll be potter for breaking it. What do you see from here? Timer the niskalba. The only reason you potter is because he stumbled upon it. He didn't realize that it was there. Ha shavra, but if you realize it's there and you want to walk through and you and, and you break it intentionally, chayev. For this, you will be chayev. So what's the Gemara's question here? So Rashi explains that the Gemara is asking this based on Rav's pshat and this Mishnah that we learned before in Dav Chazayin. Rav said the case here is that this person that placed these jugs into the Rishus Rabim, he filled the whole area with jugs. The whole width of the Rishus Rabim is filled with jugs. You can't get through without breaking it as you go. So if in such a case, what does it say over here? That if you see these jugs and still you want to get through and you break them, you chai for this. So here Rashi says... This and all the following questions that the Gemara is going to ask is a question on all opinions. Because we said everybody agrees in a situation where if you don't take matters into your own hand, there's going to be a loss, then you're allowed to take matters in your own hand. Here you're going or you're traveling along, along the street and there's a traffic and you're looking, what's the traffic? Nobody can get through because there are these jugs here. So everybody that's on the way going to work is going to have a loss. In such a case, you should definitely be allowed to take matters into your own hand. And still it says that if you see it and you go and break it intentionally in order to get through, you're going to be chai for this. So you see, you never could take matters into your own hand. So Rav Zvid answers in the name of Rav. And the Gemara celebrated this point on Dav Chavzayin. When the Mishnah says that if you stumbled upon it and you didn't notice it, that you'll be potter, the same as if you saw it and you broke it because you have to get through. The reason why the Braisa says Niskal, sorry, the Mishnah that is, that Niskal that you uh, didn't notice it, that's only because of the Sefer. I did the Kabayla Mishnah Sefer, because in the Sefer of the Mishnah it says, Imhuzak Balchavis, that if the Balchavis uh, got damaged, Imhuzak, sorry, the way you read it is Imhuzak, if the person got damaged, Balchavis, Chayiv Beniskai, that now the one that placed down these drugs here, he's going to be responsible for the damages that he caused you, the dafkaniskal. That responsibility is only if you stumbled upon it and you didn't notice. Avoshavar, if you saw 
and you broke intentionally in order to get through, light in such a case, he's not going to be responsible for any damage that it caused you. Because you noticed what you were doing and you caused this damage to yourself. So in the Sefer, it is only in a case where you stumbled upon it that the master of the, uh, the owner of these of these jugs will have to pay you for the damage. So therefore, katani reisha niskal. So the reisha also use the same expression of niskal that you stumbled upon it. But really, even if you broke it, you took matters into your own hand to be able to get through. You'll be potter for breaking it. In this case, everybody agrees you'll be potter, as I mentioned, because there's a loss here. That's Rashi's pshat in this raya here. Toshima, the Gemara brings another ayah, the Pasik says, What is this Pasik talking about? We had this before in the Gemara also. We're talking over here about two men that were fighting with one another. And then there's a woman, one, one of the wives of these men, come and wants to um, save her husband. So she goes and she humiliates this person. It says there in the Pasik that she went, the Pasik is, She went and she humiliated this person. And in such a case, what does the Pasik say? What do you do? You have to cut her hand off for doing this. What does this mean? It doesn't mean literally, but it means mommy, that she has to pay for the embarrassment that she caused this person. So now she went and took action on her own. These men are fighting and she's, she goes and takes action on her own. And what does it say? She came to prevent this, this, this person is coming to hurt her husband. And she takes action on her own. And what does this Pasik say? That she has to pay for the damage or for the humiliation, the baishas that she causes. So my love, what's the case? Don't you think the case is? There was no other way that she could save her husband. And therefore she did this in order to save her husband. So the question is, why isn't she allowed to do this? And this is again a question of both opinions. In a case where there's a, a, a damage here, or in this case there's a danger that her husband is being attacked and she comes to save her husband, why should she have to pay for humiliating this person that attacked her husband? Says the Gemara, that's not what the Pasuk means. The Braise that brings this Pasuk and says that she has to pay for this, it's in a situation where she could have saved her husband from this attack in another way. And therefore, if she didn't, and she humiliated this person that attacked her husband, she'll have to pay the Baishas for this. Says the Gemara, so what does that mean? So you're telling me that in a situation where she saves her husband in this way, and she had no other way of saving him, so then she'll be potter for what she did. So if so, what does it say further in this Braise? Adetani Sefer. Then the Braise further says as follows, that Vishilcha Yoda, that if she stretched out her hand to save her husband and humiliated this person, so then she has to pay for that. Prat l'shliach bezim. We learn from here that a shliach bezdin that's being sent to stop a fight or any situation of a shliach bezdin that has to go and do something, in such a case that the shliach bezdin has to do what he does and he humiliates someone while he's at it, the shliach bezin is not going to have to pay for this baishas, for this humiliation, because that's the job of the shliach bezin to get done what he has to. That's what we learn out from this. So now the Bryce is making a distinction. She herself that takes action, she has to pay. If the shliach bezin goes and takes action and humiliates someone, then the shliach bezin does not have to pay. But the question though is, lift like velisni bidida. Why wouldn't the Bryce, if it's looking to make a distinction, it can make the distinction regarding her herself? When is she obligated to pay for this humiliation? If she could have saved her husband in a different way. But if he's being attacked and she can't save him in any other way, so then she would be part of this because in such a case, everybody agrees she could take action on her own. Says the Gemara, that's what the Braise really means. This is what the Braise is really saying. When do I say that 
she doesn't have to pay. That, uh, sorry, again, when the, does she have to pay? That is in the Reisha, B'shi Yechai L'Hatzlai Dei Doverach, if she could have saved her husband in some other way. Avol Eini Yechai L'Hatzlai Dei Doverach, if she cannot save her husband in any other way, then Nasa Yodo Keshliach Bezdin, her hand, and when she, she stretched out her hand to attack this attacker against her husband and to humiliate him, that's, uh, she becomes like a shliach bezdin. She doesn't have to go to the bezdin. She herself could act like a bezdin at that time. Upetura, and therefore she's potter for the action that she did. Toshema, the Gemara brings an eye from another. But person owns a property, but there was this pathway that the public has that has a shortcut walking through his property. And he didn't want the public to go through his property in that area. So what did he do? Notla. He, he took possession over this pathway for himself. And the and he provided the public to be able to walk through here. He gave them a place on the side that shouldn't have to go through the center of his property. Says the says the Nosan. The pathway that he gave them, the new pathway that he gave them, and people began walking there. So that's that becomes a new pathway that's not theirs, that they have the right to walk there. But However, what he tried to possess for himself. He cannot keep for himself. So now the question is, why not? If people want to continue walking through the old pathway, he gave them a new place to go. And now it says here that the, the old pathway that there was, he can't keep that for himself. Why not? If you're going to say that a person can take matters into his own hand and pass them for himself, say if so, let him take a stick and let him sit there by the old path and stop people from walking there. What, what does it say over here? The new pathway that he gave, meaning he gave them a fair exchange. He has the right to give them a new place. And they got a new place to go through. So if so, there's no reason why he should have to allow them to pass through his property in the old place. He should be able to kick them out. So here again, this question is a question on everybody because he's suffering a loss here. Now, now he had, not only he has one pathway they're going through, now they have two pathways they're going through his property. Why does he have to allow them to go through there if he has a loss by this? Over here, that if there was this established pathway that people went going through your property, and now you want to switch it, you want to put them, push them to the side, we're afraid that if we give a person the right to do this, he may give them a, a way which is a kolossin, a way going uh, out of the way, going crooked or out of the way, and you're not going to give them a proper pathway the way they had their right until now. So therefore, you may not switch one pathway for another. Right uh, apparently, they had they had a, once they, the, the rabbin was machzik, they had a certain right to go through there. So he wants to exchange it for them. He's taking away something that belongs to the rabbin. It was a pathway for the rabbin. It belonged to them. He wants to exchange it for his convenience. So he, he could, if he gives a proper another proper pathway, he should be able to. But chachamu were geizer that he can't because we're concerned he might give aderech hakalosin. Rav Mesharshi says there's no such exeda, but rather what it's talking about over here is the other pathway that he gave them was actually a derech It was a, a detour kind of a way. It wasn't a, a direct good path the way the original path was. A crooked way. So therefore, you, in such a case, he loses that pathway. Once he gave it to them, he loses it. And the new pathway, sorry, the old pathway, they keep, they can still walk through there. Ravashi Yom, Ravashi says similar to Rav Mesharashi, but he says even more, Kolmen Atzad, any time 
people had, the rabbim had a way to go through in the center of your field, and now you give them a, a, a way to go through on the side, that's considered to be a crooked way. Because it'll be closer to the people on that side, but it's going to be distant for people that are on the other side. A person owns his big uh, field in the middle of a valley, let's say, he owns his big field. And there's a beautiful pathway right in the center. And now you're pushing the pathway all the way to the side. So that's, you can't do that. It's, that's gonna, you're taking away the, 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 the Rabbim's pathway in the center. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, wait a minute, if that's the case, so it means that the new pathway that he gave them is not appropriate. It's, 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 it's crooked and on the side. So, so if so, why is this Bryce or Mishnah here saying that this new pathway that he gave them, that what, what he gave them, he gave them. If so, let the old pathway be the pathway that he keeps for, for the, the Rabbim. And the new pathway should, should still be his. It's because that, that new pathway is not a fair exchange. So then he should be able to keep that for himself. The Lashon of the Gemara is not clear. The Lashon here, when the Gemara asks the question, Amai Shaloi Loi that expression goes on <coughs> the old pathway. But not, that's not what the question of the Gemara is. Taisus here actually brings another Amai. This new pathway that he gave them, if he's saying that it's a crooked pathway and it's not a fair exchange, so if so, that, that, uh, that what he gave should not be given at all. He should be able to take it back for himself. And says the Gemara, here, this is part of the question, let him say to the people, take yours, which is the old pathway that you had in the center, and let me take back this side pathway that I wanted to give you. And says the Gemara, no, Mishum de Rav Yehuda. This is a halacha that Rav Yehuda said, Dom Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, Meitzer Shechziku Boi Rabim. A fence or a place, a, a way that the Rabim already took possession over it, and now the Rabim goes there. You're not allowed to stop the Rabbim of going there. Once he gave them this new pathway and the Rabbim began walking through there, he's going to lose this pathway as well. It becomes, it belongs to the Rabbim now. The Rabbim is kind it, it becomes theirs. This that once the Rabbim goes in a place, he took possession over it, it becomes theirs. Toshima, the Gemara brings another eye here to this Shiloh. Going back, this, this is the, the final eye the Gemara tries to bring to this question of whether a person can take matters into his own hands. A Balabayis put aside peya in one corner of his property for the poor people. That's the halacha of peya, the mitzvah of peya to leave over for the, for the poor people. Now, Boanim, however, the poor people came and notlu mitzad acher. They went and took payer from a different corner in his property. Says the Braise, Ze Vze Peya. Both will be Peya. Both what he put aside for them and what they came and took on their own from a different side. Both will now be Peya. Fraktigamara, why are both Peya? Vi Omrit, if you're gonna say of that a person can paskana them for himself. And over here again, this is a situation where you're having a loss. They took already payer from one side, and now they're coming to take a second time payer from another side. So you should be able to take matters into your own hands, according to everybody. So Amai Zevazev payer. Why are both payer here? Link at positive Alesov. Let him take a stick and, st- and sit there by the place where he designated for payer and say, sorry, you can't take from it. You already took payer from the other side of the property. Omarove says, Mai Zevazev payer. What did, what did this Braise mean when it said that it's going to be payah on both sides? It doesn't mean that the poor people are allowed to take a double portion to take payah again. That's not what it meant. Rather, all it meant is, 
that the payah where the aniyim took from, the halacha of payah is, once something is payah, which means that now you, you're mafkirat, that this is going to go for the poor people, so there's no, there's no obligation to give maestres from it. So what it's saying over here is, both that corner in the field which the aniyim took from, will be hefker and pata from maestres. And even this original place which you put aside for the poor people, will also be potter from the Maisa, even though now it turns out that the poor people are not allowed to take from there, but still, the very fact that Yilachat Chila will mafkir it for them, will potter it from the Maisa. And the Gemara brings the source for this, as we learned in the Braisa, HaMafkir is Karmai. A person declared his vineyard to be hefke, ownerless. Then Vehishkin Babayke, he gets up in the morning, and he goes and cuts the grapes for himself in the morning. So he was mafkir it in the evening, but then in the morning he repossesses it. So now that he repossessed it, chayiv beperet or beilulis or beshikha, he's going to be chayiv to give all the different halachas of peret, oilus and shikha, the various different uh, grapes that don't grow in the usual way, and shikha, what's forgotten that he has to give for the poor people, or bepeya, and yechayiv in the midst of peya as well, because this is not uh, really properly hefker here. He repossessed it. Ashi brings that even though originally he was mafkirit, but there's a pasik tazev, there's an extra pasik tazev that even here you have the obligation to keep all this for the poor people. But upatim and maiser. When it comes to the obligation of giving maiser though, over here you don't have that extra pasik. So over here, even this hefke, which is not really a proper hefke because you're repossessing it, or in our case where you declared it to be a peya. But then the poor people went somewhere else, so it's not really going to actually be payah. But nevertheless, the fact that you declared it originally to be payah, that's what the Braise meant, that it's both going to be payah in the sense that they're not allowed to take the Maise from there. But you could stop that, that, that there's no Maise, you don't have to give Maise there. But uh, you, you could stop these poor people from taking payah that doesn't belong to them. Because for sure in a case where there's a, where there's a loss. I mentioned yesterday that the Allah is, even in a case where there's not a loss, that's how we pass him, like uh, Rav Nachman. A person's jug of water broke in the Rishus Rabbim. And somebody slipped in the water. Or he got damaged of the broken pieces of earthenware. Mm-hmm. So then the, the, the owner of this jug that his, his uh, jug cracked there, and now there's the water that caused this person to slip, has to pay for his damage. says, If it's done with intent, so then you'll be chayef for this. Without intention, then potter. Then you'll be potter for this damage. Now, what exactly Rabbi Yehuda means as far as intention is concerned, the Gemara will explain. Okay, Omar Rav Yudah, Omar Rav. Rav Yudah says, in the name of Rav, what's the pshat over here when it says, regarding this water that's on the floor, and it causes someone to slip and get damaged, what are you chayef for? What, what got damaged and what are you chayef for? So he said, Rav said as follows, If when you slipped, so then let's say your garments got wet and got dirty from this water, so that you'll be chayev for. If you have to pay for the cleaners or whatever it is, you'll be chayev for the garments that got dirty. Aval, who atzmai, but the person himself that slipped there and fell and hurt himself and injured himself, potter. So the person, the, the, the owner of this jug that his water is now here on the floor, will be potter to pay for his injury. Why is that? Because what happened? He slipped on the water, but where did he injure himself? Because he, he, the impact, he banged himself on the ground. It's the ground that was mazikim, and therefore you're going to be potter for this. 
So Taisus here says the dia cares because it says in the Mishnah hochlak b'mayim. He only slipped in the water, meaning the person himself did not get damaged from the water itself. He slipped in the water, and then what happened? As you slip, so your clothing is getting wet and soiled and dirty. But the person himself banged himself on the floor, and therefore, if the if the floor is what bangs him, so then you you put it to pay for this. And Rashi explains why you put it to pay for this. Seemingly, anytime someone falls into a pit, you could argue the same thing. You fall into a pit and you bang yourself on the bottom of the pit. Karka elam. It's, it's the, the, the karka of the world that, that bangs you and, and damages you. So Rashi actually brings, and a Hanami, Rav, we'll learn later in the Masech, that has a unique opinion when it comes to a buyer that damages someone, that you have to pay for that. And Rav says the reason you have to pay when someone falls into your pit and gets damaged is not only because of the impact that causes the damage, but there's an additional aspect that causes the damage as well. Havloi. It's not only the chavotoi, the bang, that, but it's also <coughs> havloi, which means when you fall into a pit, there is this density of the ear that's there in the pit that causes this animal that falls in to be weakened, and then when he gets banged, that's what caused the, the, the damage in, together with the hevel. It's not just the bang itself. But if it's just the bang itself, for that you putter, because it's karka ilam. So over here as well, you're only going to be high for the garments that got damaged, but not for the, for the person himself that got injured. Again? That's called gaidim, correct? Because... Uh, no, no, no. Grama benizakin is putter. So what happened over here? The water caused the person to slip, and then he banged on the karka ilam. Yeah. So the, if, since it's the karka that damaged, the, the karka is only a grama by the fact that he slipped from the water. He didn't, he didn't get damaged directly from the water. He got, the, the water is like the bear. The water is the, the stumbling block over here. But he got damaged from the karka. If you get damaged from the karka, you put there. Okay. Now, Kiyamrisa Kamei Dishmul. So Rav Yudah says, when I said this halacha, that Rav said how we interpret this Mishnah, I said this in front of Shmuel. Amali, so Shmuel told me, Mechti, let's see. If a person leaves a stone in the street or a knife or a package in the middle of the street and someone stumbles upon it and hurts himself, how do you know that you're for this? We learn it from a bird. Just like if you dig a pit in the middle of the street and someone stumbles and falls in, you're The same is with these things as well. And the kulon anikaydeben. And regarding all of these, we say, What's the halacha regarding a bird? We learn out from the Pasik where it says there, Why does the Pasik specify that only an ox or an, a donkey that falls in? So we learn out from there that an ox that falls in and gets damaged, but a human being that falls into a bird and gets injured, the one that dug the pit doesn't have to pay for it, actually not injury. Let me correct that. For an injury, you do have to pay, but you don't have to pay if the person uh, died. If the person fell into a bayit and he died, that's what the Pasuk there speaks about. Uh, that when a person, uh, that it talks about when the shayir and the chamayir fell in and it, and it died. So for that we say, a person that falls in and dies, for that you're going to be pater. Chamayir v'lay kalim. And the donkey falls in, that's what the Pasuk says, but that excludes kalim. Now v'han imili, this whole drash here that we exclude a adam, that for an adam you're going to be potter, when are you potter? So you see that from the context of the Pasik, as Rashi brings, the Pasik there says, it's talking about when the, what fell and died. So when we exclude a person, that's only in Yin that if a person died in this buyer, so then the owner of this pit, or the one that dug this pit, will be potter for this. But if a person falls into a pit and he gets injured there, that you will be chayiv for. 
But the kalim, the kalim that break in a boy, by a kalim, you can't make a distinction between kalim that get injured or, or, or die. Because the kalim that break, so then, that, then they're, 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 that's their death. They're, they're, they're gone, right? So when kalim break in a boy, for that you will be potter. So therefore, what's Shmuel saying over here? Shmuel says, no, the pshat over here in this Mishnah is actually the exact opposite. This water that was here on the ground, and the person slipped in this water, for his garments that got dirty in it, for that, you'll be potter for. Why? Because that we have the Pasuk, that's Memayat Kalim. That for the Kalim that gets damaged in someone's body, you potter for that. The person himself that got injured with this water, and he slipped and banged himself on the floor, for that you will be chayif. Okay, because Adam in a, in a bird is chayiv. Only if the Adam dies in the bird, you potter for that. So here Rashi again adds the point that Shmuel disagrees to what Rav says, that you only chayiv in a bird because of the hevel, because of the dense ear that's in the bird. Shmuel says, no, the impact, the chavata, the very impact from the bird itself, you chayiv for. So over here, even though the person slipped on the water and the impact is from the ground, you chayiv for that. So therefore, you'll be chayiv all the way around from Rav. You'll be chayiv for the injury of the person, but you're going to be potter for the <laughs> garments that got uh, dirty. Now, for Rav, how does Rav respond to this? So Rav says, in our case, you're not chayiv for boyer here for the for the kalim. Why is that? Hanimili, or sorry, this is not uh, this is not considered to be a boyer, and therefore you cannot be potter for the kalim. That is, why is this not a boyer? Rav, kirinu. When is something that you leave in the street considered to be like a bar? That's only if you were mafkir it there. If what you left in the street, you were not mafkir it there. So then this is your money. And if it's your money, so then you're not chayv because it's like a bar. The chayv is different. It's, it's you chayv because it's like a shayr. And if you chayv because it's like a shayr, so in such a case... A shayr that damages someone's garments or kalim, you are chayef for that. The whole pitur of kalim is only when it's bar. But Rav says that if it's shayr, so then you're going to be chayef for the kalim. So that's another aspect over here to the machlaikis of Rav and Shmuel. What happens when you place something in the Rishus Rabbim and you're not mafkirit? In the title, when it speaks about a person digging a pit, it's talking about a person that dug a pit in Rishus Rabbim and it's hefker. Shmuel says, even when you leave something in the Rishus Rabbim or you actually, you, you dug it in your own property, and then you, you will mafka the area around you, you will not mafka the bar, it's still learned from bar, as the same halacha of bar. So therefore, for the kalim, you're going to be potter. But Rav says, that over here, when the person left this water in the street, then he wasn't mafka the water, so therefore, this is not learned from bar, it's learned from shayr. If it's learned from shayr, so then there's a shayr that gores and damages, or in our case over here, the shayr, the, this, this water, which is like shayr, it's your money, and it damages a person's garments, you'll be chayef for that. Okay, so that's the machlokes here of Rav and Shmuel. Master Rav so Rav asks on this. There's a brayse that says as follows: shama that the shayr or chamoy fell into a pit. What do we learn from this? As, as the Gemara said before, we dashim v'loy adam, and shayr that is shayr v'loy adam, that if the adam died in this bar yipater chamoy v'loy kalim. Chamar says that if Kalim <coughs> is broken the bar, you'll be potter. We can't omra from where we learn not. If a shayr falls into a pit, the Kalim, and the shayr fell into the pit together with his Kalim. What are the Kalim of a shayr? He has a yoke upon him that you usually use an ox to plow, and that all cracked and broke, v'nishtabru, and it broke, or Chamar. A donkey fell into the pit, the Kalim, and together with his Kalim. What are the Kalim of a Chamar? The saddle that it has on it, v'niskado, and a tor. 
for the behemoth that dies there, but you'll be potter for the kalim that broke. And then the Brisa continues and says, What is this boy compared to? It's like a person that put a stone or a knife or a package in the Rishusarabim, Vihiziku, and they damage. That over there you're also Chayev. So the Gemara immediately clarifies what this Brisa means. How is the Brisa saying that Bayer is compared to placing a, a stone in the Rishusarabim? Bayer is what it says clearly in the Pasik. Adarabe. Ma daima lezemi the Brayser should be saying, what could I compare to the Bayer? The Bayer says clearly in the Pasuk, and then it should be saying that Avna Yisakini Masai is compared to the Bayer. So what it clarifies, that's the way you're supposed to read the Brayser. Elamai doyma what is compared to this Bayer here? And that is, Avna Yisakini Masai, Shanichem Rishasar Avna Vihinichu. That if Ziziko, that is. That if you leave your stone, your knife, or your package in the Rishasar Avna, and a damage, you chai for this. Now, then the Brayser continues and says, Therefore, if you were walking in the Rishos and you tripped upon uh, something, and, and then you're, you're, let's say you're holding a jug in your hand, and now it cracked on a stone that someone left there in the Rishos you're going to be chayef for this. Okay, so now the way the Gemara understands this Braise is that both the Reisha and the Sefer, both parts of the Braise are talking about a case where the person was not mafkir, this bear or this evan that he left here in the Rishus Rabbim, he was not mafkir it. So if so, says the Gemara, Reisha Kashil Rab. In the Reisha that it says that even though you were not mafkir it, nevertheless we treat it like a bear, and therefore you'll be potifikalim, that's a question on Rav. Rav says when you're not mafkir it, it's not Rav Dalach of bear, then it has Dalach like a shir, and Yechayev for, for a kalim. And the Seifa, Kashil Shmuel, and the Seifa is the question on Shmuel. The Seifa says that Yutzleichis, which is a Kaili, and it broke in this stone that was not Hefker, and you're going to be Chai for that. So that's a question on Shmuel that says that this is compared, this has the halacha of a boy, and you should be Potter. Says the Gemara, okay, you're asking a question on Ravan and Shmuel. You're, you're according to your reasoning that you're asking here this question. You should ask on the Brice itself. This Brice is contradicting itself. Ella says the Gemara, Rav, sorry, there's another two words over here, Reisha Potter, the Sefer Chayev. The Reisha says that you're going to be Potter for the Kalim that got damaged, and the Sefer says that you're Chayev when your Tzleichis, when your Kali gets damaged here. So either way, there's a contradiction here in this Brisa. Ella says the Gemara, Rav Metaretz Latamei. Rav will explain this Brisa according to his opinion, and Shmuel Metaretz Latamei, Shmuel explains it like his opinion. Rav Metaretz Latamei, Rav explains this Brisa as follows. That there's a difference between the Reisha and the Sefer. The Reisha of the Braisa, when it talks about the Bayer, and then it also talks about Avnei Sakina and Masoi, that a person placed down there, and it says, you putter from Kalim, that only applies to a Bayer, and when is that? If you were Mafkir, then according to Rav, it's a Bayer. If you were not Mafkir, what you left in the street, then Chayev. Then if it damaged Kalim, you don't learn it from Bayer, you learn it from Shoy, and you'll be Chayev for the Kalim. And Lefichach, that's what the Brayse contains and says, that if you slipped and now your tzleich is broken, this stone that is not hefker, so you chay for this. That's Rav's explanation. Shmuel metaris letaimei, and Shmuel explains this Brayse according to his reasoning. And he says as follows, now that the Brayse says in the Reishen, that if you leave your stone or so on in the Rishus and you were not mafkirit. Even though you were not mafkirit, it has a halacha of a bayr. And therefore the reish of the Brisa says that for kalim you'll be potter. 
the Rabbi Yehuda. However, the safe of the Brayse is saying it's a different opinion. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the Mechayev on this Kalim Baboyer, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees with this. Rabbi Yehuda says, we had this before already, Rabbi Yehuda holds that even for Kalim you'll be Chayev in the Boyer. Lefichach, therefore, Yitiach Tzlechisoy Be'eben Chayev. If your Tzlechis, if your jog breaks in this stone, you'll be Chayev for this, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Now, the Gemara clarifies one more thing. Let's finish with this thing over here. One more, it clarifies the Pshat and this Braise, the Seifa of this Braise. What did the Seifa of the Braise say? You slipped in the Rishus Rabin and your Tzleichis, your jog, broke on this stone that someone left in the Rishus Rabin. What did you slip on here? Amar Abelazah says, Abelazah, Loishanu al-Shiniskal be'even. What caused you to stumble and slip is the actual stone that the person left there. That's the bird that was left there. And the nish of Evan. And then your tzleiches broke on this Evan that you slipped on. Then the one that placed the Evan there will have to pay for the damage that was done. However, if the person slipped on the karka here, so it's not the bird, not, not this Evan that the person left there. You slipped on the karka and then the nish of And then your tzleich is broken this Evan in such a case, potter. In such a case, you're going to be potter. Says the Gemara, Keman, according to whose opinion is this going like, the like Rab This is not following Rab opinion. What's Rab opinion? So we had this before in the Gemara. Rab says, in a case where you have an ox that goes and pushes someone into a pit. So what does Rav Nassim say? That in such a case, that the, the, both are going to be chayev. The one that, uh, the, the, the Bala Bayer is going to be chayev, and the Bala Sher is also going to be chayev. But, uh, bo- both. Even though the ox is the one that pushed him. So he's the one that really caused the whole damage. But if you're not getting a payment from the Bala Sher, let's say because the Bala Sher is only a tam, so you're only getting half of the payment, so who's going to have to pay the rest? The Bala Bayer has to pay for that payment. Both of them are involved in this damage. Over here as well, it's basically the same kind of a thing. What happened? The person slipped on the Karka, and then he got damaged from the Evan. So what caused him to slip? Not the Bayer, not the Evan. The Karka caused him to slip. But nevertheless, the, the Karka, there is no Bala Karka that's going to pay him. So therefore, who has to pay him? The one, the one from the Bayer is the one that has to pay him. Right? <clears throat> So over here, if we're saying that if he slipped on the karka and then he banged himself, he banged his sleiches in the even, that you're going to be potter in such a case. So that's not like Rav Nassim, because Rav Nassim says that in such a case where the shor pushes you and then you fall into the bar, both are responsible. So over here in such a case, when you slipped on the karka, so the bala even should be responsible for this. Because now they, they, they both together participated in this damage. And over here, you're not getting paid from anybody else other than the Bala Evan. So you should be chayef to pay for this. So therefore, the, the, the fact that Abulaza here said that if you slipped on the karka, you'll, the Bala Evan will be potter. That's not like Rab Nassim that said that but the Bala Sher and the ba, Bala Bar would both be chayef. That's one version for this. But Ikid Amri, another version of this is, Amr Abelazar, Abelazar said, Over here, when this person slipped, it's not only if he slipped because he bumped himself into the Evan. And the Tzleiches also broke in the Evan. So all of it happened by the Evan. Only then will the Bala Evan be Chayef. Not only then. But if he slipped on the Karka, so that's really the cause of the damage. And then... The tzleich is broken the heaven, and in such a case, he would be potter. 
No, we don't say that. Even if he slipped on the karka, and then a sleich is broken the even, even though the bala even could say, you slipped on the karka, that has nothing to do with me. But now that the even was there, and, it, and the even broke the sleiches, so the bala even will be chayiv for that. Chayiv. So, Keman, Kirab Nosan. This is like Rab Nosan's opinion. It says that if a shayr pushes into a boy, the bala boy can't say, why are you blaming me? The shayr pushed in. No, because your bird was there and now it fell into your bird. The bala bird is also high. So over here as well, when the kaka caused you to slip, but now it broke on the heaven, the bala heaven is going to be high for this.